I'm putting the stand on because my arm's getting tired from how how bad is that? My arm is tired from holding a microphone. <laughs> um, we all have our burdens to bear, right? Yeah, I'm gonna get one of those boom mic stands. These- oh, and then we can yell "boom" in the shot. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Joan Pettit. And I'm Armando Luna, broadcasting from the anarchist jurisdiction of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. Armando and I have briefly taken over the podcast to bring you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally, new host errors with the global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains and transit, adventures and life hacks. And today, it's going to be Joan and Armando's show, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're taking over. Yes, we're taking, we're taking over. over. Aaron, you're oh, supposed to right pretend you're not I, here. I, I <laughs> no, leave it, it in. Like, leave it in. in. The background is like the producer. So, guys, there, yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> the back seat, not the back. Rock, look, I'm Chef Rock. Leave this all in. Armando and I are going to giggle for 30 minutes, and that's the episode. <laughs> oh, man, don't get me going. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so, just like it always is, how's it going, Armando? <laughs> it's going pretty okay. All right. Um, it's something to look forward to doing on a Monday. That's right. It is. This is a really, um, <clears throat> this has been a highlight of my weeks when I have done it. Someone asked me this weekend about work. Like, how's work going? Like, on a scale of one to ten. No, wait, wait. And I was like, one. And she's like, what, what about a scale of one to five? One. I want to be higher on a scale of one to five. That doesn't even make sense. How about on a scale of one to 100? one hundred? One. Two. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I like uh, I like looking forward to recording the show. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um. Well, I don't know if I was going to ask you the questions I had, or if we're, I'm looking at this calendar thing. No, when does the calendar go, Aaron? So Aaron's <laughs> here helping. <laughs> I like how this you first like yelled at me. No, get off! This isn't script. your show anymore. This is when you think you know how to do something and then you try to do it and you're like, I don't really know how to do this. <laughs> no, that's great. No, that's perfect because because Joan and I are new co-hosts. I mean, we yeah. co-hosted the show before, but being like official permanent co-hosts. This is your trial uh, for by listeners fire. that are listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for listeners that are listening that may not have heard us before, mm-hmm. Joan and I not have heard like now it's official it's like official now and it's like oh yeah. shoot, it's official now and it puts a lot of pressure and so of course we had all these well i did i had all these questions for aaron and brock and guthrie i'm like what about this and how do you do this and when do you know this and and just i'm like wait I, I don't know and like so we're doing this over zoom right now and the one thing i can't get down is where's the zoom link how do you get into the zoom meeting i, I still don't have that down Armando, so maybe why. that's i i think i know why work is going one for you <laughs> 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 They're all in these Zoom 
was waiting for you. Like, where's Armando? <laughs> no one tells me anything at work. <laughs> well, no, see, that's the thing at work. I'm the one with the answers, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're supposed to do the calendar or chit chat first, so I'll just chit chat. <laughs> well, um, you know what? We can under, just under normal do it any way we want now. That's, there yes, are listeners who are, who are there are listeners who are like you're supposed to do it this way. They're like tuning out already. Oh, we're gonna get so many letters. Uh, hey, calendars you. usually after after we've talked with the guests for a while. Oh, it's yeah. Okay, well, it's not. Then, that's not where it is in my <laughs> thing that I wrote on. <laughs> well, yeah, you put your you put your notes I, in the wrong spot. I, I put my notes in the wrong spot. That was my fault. Here, all right. Well, then, listen, Armando. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Well, how much how much have you been riding your bike? Have you been riding your bike as much lately? I started picking up. I uh, during the main part of COVID quarantine, I was not. Uh, and the reason why I was not because I, I didn't, if I went for a ride or even a longer ride, I didn't want to break down and have to take TriMet, which I normally would do. Didn't want to get on TriMet. Uh, two, I didn't want to be far away and then have to call somebody that was outside of my pod, which is a pod of one or two or three when my kids are here. You know, I don't have a pod mm-hmm. of, of, of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then three, I just, it just didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. So I haven't been writing a lot, but now I feel a little bit better. I think Oregon is in a gooder, in a, in a better place. Mm-hmm. I think Portland's in a better place. <clears throat> so I've been doing some more writing and, um, I actually signed up and as I'm making myself do the, uh, uh, three speed October challenge, uh, with Sean Grant's, uh, oh, that sounds- so. What's the uh, what's the uh, the challenge involves riding your three speed bike? Yep, you, um, and it's not it's not a lot. You only have to ride three times a week for four three minutes. weeks, and uh, <laughs> three you, times a week for three minutes. Uh, well, if you're really fast, I guess because uh, miles you have to ride. Oh, it's three miles. miles. No, at three miles, at least three times a week. Got it. So that's nothing. You know, that's an error. Are you obligated to use each of the three speeds on your ride? I don't think so. I, I'm <laughs> not check. doing that. You better check the rules. Well, there are there are a lot of I don't want to call them rules. Guidelines. There's a lot of instructions. Um, <laughs> so I don't think that was one of them because you can actually have. It's interesting that you said it because you can have a three speed or a five speed. <gasps> but he didn't say anything about a two speed. I don't remember seeing anything about. But a two if speed. you have a five speed, do you ride it five times a week for five miles? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I think it's just included. All right. All right. Well, since you asked, I have not been riding my bike nearly as much. No, but you just went on the ride this last week. I did. I know. I know. So, you know, I was commuting on my bike every day. And, you know, and then, uh, like, before COVID, pretty much – I was getting most of my groceries on foot or by bike, but then since I was only going once or twice or once every two weeks or so to the grocery store, I felt like I always had to drive. So I wasn't even doing that as much. Sometimes I was getting on my bike for little errands, but on Friday night, I went for my first longer and my first social ride that I've been for since 
I can't even remember when, since March sometime. I went on, um, it's called, what is it, the PDX Unity Ride. And it's a group of women and non-binary folks, I guess, who are, uh, and I ended up, I went, my friend Kimber and I went, um, and we started at Lad Circle, which was nice, and it was, and it was dark already, which is kind of nice, nice to be riding at night. It was quiet. Um, I ended up from my home and back going probably about 15 or 16 miles, but they were going oh, wow. much, well, they were going to go much further, but I didn't want to, they were, we were basically pretty far south from my house and they were going even further south. So we decided to head back. Um, it was really nice to go on a social ride. And I don't, I can't remember the last time I was on a, on a ride with more than a few folks where it would have been only women too. Hmm. So I guess neither of you has ever done that. <laughs> so I yeah, so I'm saying no boys allowed. No boys. Yeah. I texted the Sprocket Podcast group chat and said, uh, no boys. Did I spell with a Z? <laughs> uh, no, it was really nice to go on. And, and you know, people were really good. Some some people wore masks the whole time riding. Some people, but everybody had them on at the stops. So it felt, you know, uh, respectful and low-key. And it was it was really nice to be. Oh, but here's the other thing. I really thought. I was worried that it was going to be really hard, right? Like not, not that I wasn't going to be able to do it, but you know, I was worried that I was going to all of a sudden realize that I hadn't been riding my bike and it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. It was a nice one. Which bike, which bike did you take? I mean, my heavy mixty, right? So it's a, yeah, it's my, I don't know. I don't know. I I remember I loaded it up to 50 pounds or whatever when we did the heavy (laughs) bike hill hill challenge. challenge heavy hill challenge ride but what is it like 40 pounds or something yeah no so it's a heavy bike and it was it was fine i mean some people were like on light uh road bikes like kitted out but most folks were just in you know in their town bikes wearing regular how many people Mm, 15 maybe oh okay 15 it was nice nice group of folks yeah so it was good it shouldn't even be all that, you know, dramatic of an event, but, but, you know, group rides are, <clears throat> they weren't, they were feeling a little, I don't know, risky or maybe not such a good idea back in the spring. And then I guess I just got over right. habit. Yeah, I did. A, I did a couple of the protest rides back in the spring, mm-hmm. back in early summer. In June, right? Or actually it was still spring, huh? Yeah. And, uh, and that was it. I haven't, I didn't do any other group ride after that. Mm-hmm. Really? Since then? Since that day you rode in front of my house? Since that day I rode in front of your house. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well. Which is tough. I like the group rides. Well, so what group rides do you think you might start doing again? Oh, man. I really wanted to do Midnight Mystery Ride last time. Really, I... really wanted to. They started Midnight that Mystery back ride. up, right? Yeah, they started back up. Yeah. Because uh, they're they're really chill and there's not a lot of people, it wouldn't have been difficult to uh, social distance. But I did not. Is that because it started at midnight? That was one of the reasons. <laughs> that seemed to be a big flaw in the ride for me. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done one, Joan? Well, you can you can just call it the new day ride. How's that? The new day ride. 
interesting, interesting. That kind of has like a culty religious tone to it, though. I don't know. And the thing is, I can stay up late, so maybe I should. I don't know. How, and it goes till dawn? No, uh, not no. usually not. It can, but it usually doesn't. And it, um, yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know if that's consistent with my lifestyle <laughs> of doing nothing. <laughs> huh. Well, um, Armando, what do we want to uh, tell the listeners about us? Oh, I don't know. Um, I would say if you want to find out about me to follow my Instagram, do Linnet, because that's pretty much a representation of who I am and what I do. And it can be really boring or most of the times it can be fun. I think it's so. It's fun, and you find the um, oddest and most interesting filters for your stories, and sometimes it creeps me out. <laughs> oh, man, that Shrek one was so funny. I love that Armando is Shrek. <laughs> the, uh, Aaron's passed out. The humanoid <laughs> that was, like, made up of all Armando's was ultra creepy. Which one? <laughs> there was one that really did creep me out, but it I can't remember that. It was humanoid shape, but then it was all Armando's face, like the legs and oh, yeah, arms yeah, and the torso. I, I could not handle that. <laughs> well, I'm on, uh, I'm on Instagram as Joan by Bike, and folks are, are, are welcome to follow me there as well. I don't, I'm not quite as prolific as, as you are posting. But, uh, oh, but the, but the other thing about that is... Uh, since we're talking about Instagram is I'm starting to find out. So we read the credits at the end of the show and I, I'm like, Oh yeah, this person, I'm going to look them up. I mean, oh, this person, that's interesting. I'm going to look them up or Brock will mention somebody. And so I'm, I'm starting to find out some of the, uh, uh, the listeners or longtime listeners or the, uh, the patron, whatever you call the patron, Patreons. the Patreons. Yeah. And uh, it's cool. I like that a lot. That's a really clever idea and makes me feel bad for not having had it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, so I'm going to say my favorite thing about uh, Armando, and I suppose this is uh, pre COVID, but my very favorite thing about Armando is um, showing up to some huge group ride, knowing he's going to be there and not seeing him and asking random people, have you seen Armando? And everybody always answers, oh, no, or yeah, he's over there. Nobody ever says, who's Armando? (laughs) (laughs) And so I now have this impression that I can go anywhere in Portland at any time and say to anyone, have you seen Armando? And they will help me find you. (laughs) Oh, man. So when Guthrie first started co-hosting and somebody uh, wrote in, there was some lag between shows where um, Brock and I had had done a show and we talked about Guthrie, and but Guthrie wasn't like he wasn't recording as the co-host yet, and so the writer wrote in like, "Who the heck is Guthrie? Who's this guy?" And so that was our like we reissued a bunch of like limited stickers that said, "Who the heck is Guthrie?" <laughs> So now we're going to do a limited run of stickers. Have you seen Armando? 
<laughs> That's a good one. Yes, I love it. I think I we got to do that now. And everybody says it's on no, record. We haven't so. seen them at all. <laughs> He's been quarantined. Yeah. He's been quarantined. Oh. And then now this time it's different because the answer should be no. <laughs> well, you know what I was just oh, remembering is um, it was three years ago in August that I did my first, no, my second bike event or bike-ish event and ride and it was with you guys with you two was it bike so, scout yeah it was that bike oh scavenger hunt yeah that was super fun yeah <laughs> um so i think my first bike thing that i did is that i invited myself to biking to beers with armando and a few other folks and then Armando is so good about asking folks to do things. And then, and you pulled together the team, right, Armando? So it was you two and John Fritz, right? And me. Yes. And we did the Bike Scout scavenger hunt. It was really fun. Do you not remember? How can you not remember? I'm so I hurt. Re- <laughs> I have photos. Show them. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll send it to uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll find one. I'll send it to – Wait, was I the was I the photographer on that bike scout? That could be why not. Why it's not real. No, you you rode with us. What are you talking about? We had to find a, a monkey puzzle tree. What do they call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah monkey puzzle uh, tree. We had to go to Dawson. We had to find fountains. You know, in a is that park. the one we went down to um, by Woodmere down there? Yeah, we started yes, there. That's okay. where it started. All right. Yeah. I remember now. Yep. Yep. So, and then it ended up in North Portland somewhere. I don't remember where. Uh yes, oh, yeah. uh, Killingsworth and yeah, a little teeny bar in the back of buying Killingsworth. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what it's called now. I so I was just talking about that very ride. Uh, Where are you? Two days ago. Yes. Um, because I had the fat bike on that ride. <laughs> it was so noisy. I don't remember. Yes, because I would I would squeal the brakes. Right, I would. I would slam on the brakes, or I, it was actually the rear tire. I would squeal the rear tire. Um, and incidentally, there was a scavenger hunt that happened this weekend by bike um, that the CCC put on, the Community Cycling Center. And uh, Anna and me and our neighbor, um, Olivia, competed in. Um, oh, I'll, cool. I'll dump the uh, the photos in our Instagram on that later. Um, and we went over the failing street bridge and that's what reminded me about this. Cause so I was telling them this story, um, had the fat bike. We were coming down that ramp on the failing street bridge as it, um, is going East. And another competing team was about to come up the, the ramp. And so as they're approaching the bridge, I hit the bottom and I just <laughs> slam on the rear brakes <laughs> And, you know, like spin out on the rear tire. And it they were a younger group. I, and in fact, I think they were the one team, like, like half of them couldn't come to the after party because it was because oh, they, they were too young. Because they were too young. There's a 21 and over at the bar. bar. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them was so scared, they like jumped up the stairs on the other side. <laughs> 
Wait, that was the ride we were on? Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember that. I think I remember that. They were probably also scared because they were just like, what are those old people doing? <laughs> I, I honestly, I like felt kind of bad because... <laughs> If you think about it, like from the outside, it, it like it's kind of a dick move. <laughs> Here's this old man squealing his tires at these kids. <laughs> old man squeals bike tires at children. At children I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I I I that I don't remember that. I remember we were supposed to pick up something big or just some piece of trash for some extra points. Armando, are you looking for the photos now? No, I'm looking for the the bar. Why can't I remember that? <laughs> Don't lose focus, man. Don't lose focus. No, you're a host. You gotta ask questions. <laughs> what was the bar? That's yeah, what was the bar? I'm, I'm trying to find what it was. Oh, wait, is this it? Oh, that's not it. <laughs> it's on Killingsworth and In Denver or Congress, Concord, Camp- Campbell, one of those. Hmm. Yeah, it's not showing up. It probably doesn't guess exist it could be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it'll come to me. Okay, moving so, on. <laughs> oh, yeah, so speaking of ours, uh, a friend texted me on Saturday, which... There's a lot of things going on Saturday, though. I said, oh, this would be interesting to do. The one thing I wanted to do was that scavenger hunt that uh, Peabot was doing out in the Far East or Outer East. There were two scavenger hunts? Well, this this was going on for weeks. So it was the the new Greenway. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can go and you're supposed to find the penguin and text, you know, where the penguin was. And you get entered into this contest, whatever. And, you know, it was social distancing. Uh. But my friend texted us like, "Hey, let's let's go get a beer." So we were going to meet at North, and they were closed. And then we went across to uh, the food pod, beer pod across the street, and they were closed. They weren't their beer, their taps were broken. And so we ended up at Brock's favorite place, Landmark, and uh, they had a band playing. There was a guy playing the guitar, and there were about I don't know three groups, four groups of people there. So we got beers, and we were in the beer garden. It's a, it's a really big beer garden. And then another band came on. They were good too. And then more people showed up. And then finally, this other band came on, and they were they were fun. It was uh, Don and the Coyotes, uh, and they were surf surf punk surf punk band. Uh, but then by that time, it was like three thirty, and there were a lot of people there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of people I'm, drinking beer. It's yeah. time to go. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that. That sounds like um, I don't know. I feel like you could have, with that kind of crowd, you could have been, uh, you know, vetting a Supreme Court nominee or something. I don't know. <laughs> Super yeah, spreader, it's weird. Think. You know, it's like yeah, it's time to go. Now. <clears throat> I think the one thing about going and, and having a beer or going out to drink or going to these beer gardens, whatever, is is the one thing I've noticed is, you know, you're drinking beer, you're drinking everything, you're, you're losing your inhibitions, you're mm-hmm. losing your sense of like, oh, I guess this isn't that bad. You know, you lose that. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there's strangers also sharing a table, you know, and it's like, I, I can't, I'm, not, I, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. 
So. Right. Well, and you're in an environment where because of the activity, you're not wearing a mask anyway. Right. So you're, right. if you're having drinking regularly, so it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things are, are, it's a little more complicated, isn't it? <clears throat> to socialize these days. It is for me. I mean, some people are making the choice not to be complicated. I'm not making that choice yet. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Hmm. Well, on a cheerier note, I'm desperately th- trying to think of something <laughs> cheerier. <laughs> well, um, do you mind me asking a few questions or a question? Yeah. That might lead into a few way. questions. So, sure. Armando, you mentioned you're choosing essentially to, to continue social distancing, which is... I believe a, a pretty wise choice. Uh, what? How do you how do you maintain that? Uh, especially as you see, everybody else is well, maybe not everybody else, but it does it does at least if you're looking at you know social media, um, which is of course like a curated version of reality. But if you see as you're seeing people gathering together, groups kind of coming together for various things, um, what is what is something that you do to kind of like reassure yourself? Maybe is a is a good way to put it that I'm not like missing out or something. Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you keep you know FOMO is a real thing, like. It's a dumb. It's a dumb acronym, but it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess for me, uh, I guess number one is because I have children, and so I need I need to I need to maintain my health as much as possible. I need to maintain, you know, certain things for them. So, you know, they have a provider. Uh, and then you know that may not be for a lot of people, and so they don't have to they don't have to take that into account. I have to take that into account, so that's probably the number one thing. Um, but like you, it's, I try to work it out. Like so, for example, my neighbors, um, I know my neighbors really well. We're all very friendly. Um, we hang out, but we still social distance. You know, we see each other. We can hang out. We sit together in the yard. But we still still social distance. Same thing like with you, you and Joan. You know, Joan. Joan is somebody I know and I trust. You're somebody I know and I trust. I I know what you how you guys think about the social distancing, and so I'm comfortable going to Joan's and getting takeout food and sitting on her porch with her, and we're social distancing. I'm comfortable going to your place uh, and you and Anna there, and I'm social distancing, and we're just right. chatting. We're just know? hanging out in the courtyard. Yeah, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Those types of things help get me through missing out of the the big social events, uh, because with the big social events, you you know you don't know what you don't know what people are doing, or you don't know if somebody's recovering, or you know you don't know. Or they the or they could be sick and press secretary is there and whatever you know press secretaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. That that's always one of the weird, or it's one of the big X factors with this, right? Is it, any of us could be exposed at at a given point in time and just not necessarily know it, 
Right. And it doesn't mean that you are somehow a bad person or no. you are foolish or whatever. It means that you caught something that's that's going around. And right. so <clears throat> I think if, yeah, right. The idea is if we all act, uh, act as if we have it, except for folks within our, you know, households or, and been, that other people do too. Have you guys been tested? I've not yet. Um, I no. Uh, go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, the way our our my insurance is is you kind of have to already have symptoms for them to decide that you're worth their time to test. Um, oh, okay. You can. I've heard. I don't. I don't know this for a fact. I I haven't followed up on this, but someone had told me like, oh, if you go give blood, they'll test you, and they they'll actually test for antibodies too. Um, right, they do test for antibodies. That's correct. I in so in the I'm like many folks. I got one of those um, late winter colds that was or whatever flus, whatever it was that was really kind of gross and nasty. And so um, I and I had spent time with a friend whose daughter had also been really sick and had some good friends and and the daughter had some friends who had been like. Uh, overseas in China, like over Christmas time or something like that. So I had this idea, like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I had a really mild case of COVID. So um, I had some other tests that I had to get done um, at the doctor's office anyway. And so I asked, uh, they wouldn't do a COVID test without symptoms. I mean, and I didn't have have any symptoms at that point, uh, but they said they'd give me an antibody an antibody test, and I was. I was, I, I didn't have, I didn't have COVID antibodies, which meant that I hadn't had it. And I know the science around this isn't exactly precise, but then I couldn't figure out if I was happy or glad that I hadn't, right? Like, you know, like <laughs> I didn't know what to think about, you know? So, yeah. So I did have that and, and I haven't, I don't know. I think that part of me hoped that I had had it and it had been mild and I was fine. And so then even though we don't know for certain that you can't get it again, maybe I was, you know, less. Nope. (laughs) But Armando, you had the nose swab, right? Yeah, there was. So I was not feeling well. And I'm like, I I sort of don't feel well. And so I was online, like Googling and the Googling the test and everything. And so I surveys, the surveys, they call them surveys. So I took a survey on, on whatever Google search I did. And like, and it said you had been abducted by aliens. Have you ever taken <laughs> one of those? Well, I can't remember what it said. But it's, <laughs> you know, just asked the questions about fever and coughing. It's just typical questions for COVID. And I was like, yeah, this is really, it seems super basic. I don't, I'm, I'm going to do my work test because I work at a hospital. I'm, I'm just going to do a test that we have to take, do before we go to work. I'm just going to answer that, that survey. So, I, so Monday morning I logged in <laughs> and I logged in to do the, the survey. And uh, I think I answered one question in the negative and it might've been like a cough. It wasn't even the fever because they specifically asked if you had a fever over a hundred and I did not, I had, I did not have a fever over a hundred, but maybe it was about cough or feeling tired or something, you know, one of those other questions and said, boom, I click submit, boom, do not come to work, get tested right away. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, it, and, and more and I would have ignored, ignored it, but it said, your manager has been notified. And I was like, oh, no. 
<laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm you glad they have that. You insight into why work isn't going well for Armando lately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they have that like uh uh fail safe though that like oh your manager's been notified don't come to work cuz Oh yeah, I would totally blow it there's, off. There's several cases where people like they have mild symptoms and they continued going to work and they you know turns out like oh yeah, they got covid and now they've spread it to all these other people that they've worked with. It's easy to kind of like play it off as like oh I just got a cold, right? <clears throat> And under normal cir- circumstances, that'd be, like, kind of no big deal. But the thing is, is these aren't normal circumstances. And you got to be really uh, on top of how you're feeling. You know, you can't, you can't just say, like, oh, it's just a head cold anymore. But then a few weeks ago, so I feel like in the spring, I had a little bit of the is it allergies or COVID thing going on. And then in August or no, September, a few weeks ago in Portland, we got to have the, you know, is it COVID or is it the the uh, unbreathable wildfire smoke in the air? Is it the smoke? Because it was really, I mean, that. That smoke was bad. It was really bad for folks who don't live in Portland. It was, I mean, it was seeping in the house. I mean, it just smelled like, it smelled like you were sitting next to a campfire outside everywhere you went. You couldn't spend any time outside. I had kind of a mild headache. Mm. Um, A lot of people just had sore throats. It's just, it's awful. Yeah. So then we had the the trifecta, (laughs) you know, allergies, COVID or... Or smoke. Or uh, smoke or, smoke you know. Yeah. I'm glad we had a, another cheery <laughs> switch. <laughs> well, oh, here's here. So, here so, I, so I got my notice. Your boss is no- notified. So I go to work. <laughs> That's the shoot. So I got to wait. I got a notification not to go. So I went to work. <laughs> no, that's what, so they're doing a test. You know, they do it outside. So I drove, oh, to I go to the there. hospital. So I actually drove to work. That was weird. Uh, so I drove to work, went to the little outside testing thing, and they did the swab. And so guess what? Now the swab is like just partially like you're picking your nose. But the swab I had was like the way back, the brain scraping one. And it was really funny because this young, young woman, I mean, she looked really young, let's just say that. And she stuck that thing way up there, and I prepared myself. She said, pull your mask down. I pulled my mask down, and she stuck it up there, and she started spinning it. That was the worst part. <laughs> and then it just, you know, it just tickled, and then it just made me start coughing. So I just started coughing, and then she, like, was done, and she pulled it out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she didn't tell me it was going to make me cough. And she's like, I didn't know it was going to make you cough. <laughs> she said, this is my first so, day, too. She went and took, like, a silkwood-type shower where she's, like, rubbing herself. Well, no, because I had my mask from- on. I had my mask on. So <laughs> she probably did change her PPE, though. <laughs> They close the facility for the rest of the day. <laughs> Stripping, burning, all that stuff. God, it was so funny. I swear, have you guys have you guys been out somewhere in public wearing a mask and had like a tickle in your throat and had to cough? I I sneezed in my mask. I did. <laughs> I had a it's mask awful. On. I had a new it's- mask on. I wasn't totally used to it. It was a little bit denser than my normal mask. Went into the, the grocery store and all of a sudden I got that tickle and I, I started 
I started coughing. I had one cough. I'm like, oh, no. And then I knew I was just going to have – I had to have the explosion because it was just – I could not stop it. So I put all my stuff down. I just dropped everything, basically, <laughs> and just ran out the door into the parking lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my store. I go there almost every time I go shopping. So I didn't want to – all the, the workers to look at me. Yeah, the workers are like, he comes. Because they have security there now. They probably wouldn't let me in. They'll be like, and then they're like, well, you know who that is. That's Armando. Exactly. <laughs> Have you seen Armando? Yeah, he just ran. <laughs> not anymore. He coffee too. <laughs> He's not I can't remember. Oh, I know. I had to take one of my kids to a lab to get a medical appointment, a medical lab. And I just had like a little tickle in my throat. And so I'm in basically like, a doctor's waiting room coughing and I just um but that's expected I felt like calamity Jane or something <laughs> it's yeah, I took him I took Amelia to the eye doctor and we you know they they meet they greet you outside and then they shoot you with the temperature gun the thermometer gun and mm-hmm. she points it points it right at my head I'm like whoa, whoa, whoa I'm not going in <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait outside. No, you don't need to get me. I'm going to wait outside. I'll be coughing out here. No, the kid's fine. Exciting times. Exciting times. Oh, yeah. So I want to hear about, you know, so right before school started, there were all these, you know, Facebook, next door, social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're a few families and we're starting a pod. So if you're a teacher mm-hmm. and you want to teach in a pod, Meaning, you know, they have their children, their six children meet at some place and have schooling. Right. And they have somebody to teach them. And I haven't heard anything else since then. So I don't know if these people got pods or they did it or they didn't do it or they just went to the online with PPS or what. I, I have not heard. That. I, that's, yeah. that's actually that whole thing is all news to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, so many so people were it, like. Well, We've got a location. We have a, a well-ventilated room that we can have our pod in. Right. We know we have six children and we need two more or, you know, but we need an yeah. instructor. I don't, that's not, um, that's not the world that my kids and I live in. Well, um, it's mostly but younger, younger children, like early grade school. Uh, but I think it's also like generally wealthier families because there are folks who are getting together and essentially paying for, for teachers, or I guess maybe they're doing the homeschool thing. I don't know. I, I pitched um, my younger kid who's in 10th grade. I pitched him on the idea of getting together, like picking two or three friends and basically them having, you know, maybe going to each other's houses to create more of a formal. And he was just like, no, <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a good idea because I thought, all right, well, if they go to different, I liked the idea of it being more of a formal day. And then like those kids could like, you know, play basketball together or whatever. And he, I don't know, I guess he was satisfied at the idea of playing Xbox with them. <laughs> uh, how has, how has schooling been for your kids? I don't have kids, so I don't know like how any of this works. It's all theoretical to me. Like we just deliver stuff, and I, I actually don't think about the practical end of it. <laughs> yeah, I you know spring was really hard because um, all the sh- you know it was 
uh, it was really uh, hard for my younger kid to stay motivated to do his schoolwork. And actually for both of my kids, because once it was clear that they didn't really have to do their work to pass for the year, that they were all, you know, um, you know, so they were, it was, I mean, it was a hard transition for lots of folks. I think this year, I think, I don't know, my my kid is, he's still the same kid just in remote learning. So uh, <laughs> some of the same good things and challenges are, are still, you know, I don't want to go into great sure, sure. detail about it, but um, I don't know. So he, I, this, the fall seems, even though it's not an ideal school year, it seems a lot better than the spring because they were a lot more prepared, you know? So I don't know. I also would say that I think this fall has been, okay, we did that spring thing and we realized, oh, no, we can't do the 100% level of teaching that we did in school online. That was crazy. Why did we even think we could do even half of that? And so I think this fall, they're like, okay, we understand now that we're not going to get 100% of what we did in the classroom. If we get, you know, 60 or 70%, that would be awesome. So I think everybody sort of toned that expectation down, it seems like. Um, so it's a lot better. But like Amelia, my daughter, um, she's a freshman in college. And right. we were debating she's up whether... on campus the, now, right? Yeah. Well, we were debating the whole summer. Are you going to go or not going to go again? Because they basically said at one point, I think it was early August, um, if you have a Oregon zip code, nine zip code, you, you don't have to go there. You can take classes remotely. You don't have to go to school. But, you know, what freshman doesn't yeah, want right. to not go to school? <laughs> they want to go. That's what college is about. Um, so we just, you know, we kept looking into it, kept looking into it. They had all of these, uh, you know, parent um, school conferences through Zoom and stuff. And they would give you all this information. And they had everybody from every department and every housing and whatever groups. So it was really good. And uh, she's going to Oregon State. So the the rate down in that county, Lane County, is that where that is? Corvallis? I can't mm. remember. Um, it's low. It's super low. You know, they don't have, it's not like it is here in, in Portland. So that was one nice thing. And then, uh, <laughs> and then when we look at the highest school, the highest, the school with the highest amount of uh, COVID was OHSU, where I work. <laughs> uh, so Benton, Benton County. Oh, Benton. is that where Corvallis is? Benton. Yeah, Lane County is the University of Oregon. Oh, that's okay. That's Eugene. Ooh, yeah. big And then Lynn County is Salem, right? It's Marion. Is Lynn County Salem? Sure. I do I look Rock. like I'm from, I'm not from Oregon. Rock is Lynn County Salem. <laughs> <laughs> I like anyway. how Rock is our, our, our silent co-host. <laughs> and, then, and then when we listen, he's going to add it in. All of this little so commentary course, you know, or chit-chat. Yes. So they move in and, you, and they have to get tested before they give them the approval to move into the halls. So there's, a, you know, they're all at the stadium. They're all getting tested. They do the hour test. Yes or no. And so I think they had a total of like 17 to 19 students that tested positive. Um, and so the, the students that were tested positive had a choice. They can go back home and quarantine or they could go into this quarantine hall. And I'm like, oh, my God, I totally want to hear about. 
going to the quarantine, quarantine hall. <laughs> that's like a movie, right? Yes. Quarantine hall. Oh, I heard. A, oh my gosh, that's heard, a zombie film waiting to be made right there. I I heard a podcast interview, and I don't remember which podcast it was, but it was. It was with a, it was like with a New York Times or something reporter who, maybe it was the Daily. But anyway, they had, um, they, they spoke with a college student who basically had been in her, she was the first person in her college's quarantine hall. And it was terrible like they weren't bringing them food when they were supposed to oh like they forgot about them or maybe they weren't organized and i mean and so and and the reporter had found this young woman like on tiktok and then interviewed her and got in touch with her so basically yeah i but i'm sure it's much better at oregon state now i'm sure there's no reason hopefully they all learned i mean one of the advantages of all of our schools out here starting later right is maybe you can yeah. Oh, yeah, learn yeah. from all the mistakes of all oh yeah because it's nice so you know people outside of the hall aren't allowed in the hall so it's just people in that hall well i would hope not yeah <laughs> well don't go in COVID hall. Like, <laughs> well, no, I mean in any hall. So if you are, oh, if you're oh in, in any hall. Yeah, the hall that you're in, other people can't come into it. You have to live in that hall to be admitted. And then, oh, they're doing the wastewater testing, where they test the wastewater, and uh, that's so interesting. Yeah, so if they because I I heard about it. They're doing it at U of University of Illinois, where mm-hmm. I first heard about it. Um, so they test the wastewater if they have any. Uh, incidences of, of COVID in the wastewater, then the whole building goes on lockdown and they test everybody again. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say, you know, there aren't, Amelia's been one of the people I've been actually worried about lately, but I have to tell you. <laughs> well, she, so she came home, she came home this weekend. So mm-hmm. I got to see her. So that was fun. Uh, interesting, interesting stories already. So that's great. That's good. That's good. Yeah. She's a really good kid. So, or or adult. She's not a kid. I know. No. Young adult. <laughs> <laughs> Strange times these. Quite. Um. Should we move on to our calendar? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Since I read bad before, can I start and read, see if I can read better? Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we hey, go. listeners. Oh, Oops. Oh, wait. wait there's the music. music. The bumps. <laughs> don't, don't ever use that. Frequent guest Tim Mooney in his <laughs> musical debut. All right. So, hey, listeners, we're going to start up our calendar again. If you have a COVID responsible event you'd like us to promote, let us know. The Sprocket Podcast at gmail.com, phone or SMS 503-847-9774, Twitter and Instagram at Sprocket Podcast. And we've got a few events. For Saturdays in PDX, the Civil Unrest Ride. Join us once again at our monthly ride in person. We are asking that everyone who attends brings a mask and that we stay at least six feet away from each other. We'll be placing the notes of hope on two bridges so that we can do some more riding. There will be one supply stop and one park stop during the ride. Every second Friday, the Boston Bike Party. October 24th, San Jose Bike Party presents 
the Dia de los Muertos ride. And November 6th, Bikes Not Bombs, 10th Annual Building Momentum Breakfast in Roxbury, Mass, near Boston. Cool. Is there news music? Oh. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I just sort of like punched that one. I probably no, could have been fine. like, and that was our calendar. But I didn't. Okay. News, news. I guess I'll go and do this, Armando, right? Okay. <laughs> was this like a stare down that I missed? No, I don't know. I was looking. I was, like, I was, I was looking, looking at the news at article. I'm just I wasn't looking, looking at, at the screen. <laughs> All right. From theconversation.com. Poor and black invisible cyclists need to be part of post-pandemic transport planning, too. The National Association of City Transport Officials reports an explosion in cycling in many U.S. cities. Bike stores are selling out and global supply chains are struggling to meet demand. But the post-pandemic ride will be bumpy for some. Low-income and minority groups are often more reliant on cheaper modes of travel, such as cycling. Back in 2013, the League of American Bicyclists reported that the fastest growth in bicycling is among the Hispanic, African-American, and Asian-American populations. Yet these groups may find cycling to, uh, to work more problematic. Furthermore, cycle counts typically place, take place in downtown areas, not in a city's peripheral areas, where in large part due to gentrification and displacement, many low-income and minority groups may be cycling. This results in cyclists in poor areas being underreported in official data. And I have a note from Aaron that I'm probably not supposed to say is a note from Aaron, commenting that this is a dense and wide-reaching article covering lack of representation cycling while black and lack of equity in Vision Zero. And this blurb is just the start. Sounds like a good thing to read. Oh, yeah. It is. It's a, it was actually a really good blurb. I like that. <laughs> no, but no, you read the article, not just the blurb. No, no, but I mean, it's a, huge, it's a huge thing. It's a huge deal. And it covered every, I'm sure it covered everything that was in, in the article. I mean. Oh, but not, oh, it's not so, okay. But it's not an incredibly long piece. Wow. So there's a lot. And yet it's not that long of a read. I, I have not read it yet, but now I want to. Oh, Well, should. why don't you read it's, the next thing, blurb? Oh, more from news. And this was uh, actually <laughs> really popular um, from Rivendell Bikes. Black reparations pricing, BRP. Why now? Our biggest concern, how to qualify, how it will work, and how you can be a reparationist. Reparationist. Is that how you say it? Sure. Reparationist. 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 I've never said that out loud. Uh, Reparations are an example, not because reparations are a, quote, nice thing to do, unquote, but because they're owed. Reparations acknowledge that in America, while wealth, recent or generational, earned or inherited, has come by the labor of black people who, even after slavery, were never given a leg up. We've dabbled in reparations since July 2018 when we first offered a 45% discount to black customers who shopped in person. There weren't many, and since we stopped taking walk-in customers because of COVID, now it's at zero. Starting October 2020, we're going at it again, and with a name and acronym, Black Reparations Pricing. 
BRB. So that's ribbon no bikes. Um, some of the risk, uh, listeners are probably familiar with Rivendell. And I'm sure some of our listeners Peterson, already Rivendell. Um, yeah, is the, I guess the owner. Would you call him the owner? I yeah. I don't know how their business of, is set up. I'm not entirely yeah. sure how their how their uh, yeah how their corporate yeah. But works, that's uh, that but, was really big news, and I, I saw a bunch of articles and posts talking about it. So it was interesting looking at. Uh, looking at those and listening to it and some of the points that people were bringing up. Um, it is super interesting. And I, I'd like, I'd like Grant's point of view in the business world. He has done some unusual things in the business world that um, I was like, wow, that's, that's a really good idea. And, and other people may have done it before, but I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just one of them that's off the top of my head is they were having problems with the cash flow. And they, because they have to order parts and frames and metal and, and bikes from China and, and other Asian countries, they have to put a lot of money into that. And then it takes months for that stuff to get to him before he can get to work on it, before he can sell it. So they, they had a really low cash flow. And so they were, he was afraid they were going to have to close. And so what he did is he asked his customers, he's like, hey, you know, here's what's happening. We've got, we're, got this stuff in play and we've got a really low cash flow. It would really help us if you were thinking of purchasing something from Rivendell oh, yeah. to do it now. Or if you're not thinking of purchasing something from Rivendell, at least buy a gift certificate so we can get some cash. And I, I think I'm not, don't, I'd have to go back and check my numbers. I think he got like a half a million dollars from people buying stuff and buying gift certificates to help keep him in business. And yeah. that was, that's such an awesome idea. I love that. Uh, also, I'd like to confirm he is the owner. Ah, thank owner. you. Okay. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. We've got mail. Except the mail is... It's our audio outro. Jay Lecco? Is that mm-hmm. how you say his name? Jay Lecco recorded our credits. Yes. Well, see, what right. happened was earlier this summer... Yeah, uh, you guys had posted and asked listeners to record the outro or the full yeah. outro or even just their names, so or even just your names. Yeah, um, even if there's a, a patron, you can just say that. And so that's, I think, what that came from. That mail was a an audio recording yeah. of the outro. But I just want to put that call back out there to our listeners to go ahead and record yourself reading the outro or or even the intro. Ooh. Um, you know, say you might be uh, Glenn Kubish from the anarchist jurisdiction of Edmonton, Canada, for example. Um, anyways, yeah, listeners, we would love we would love to hear the any piece of audio, honestly, that you want to oh, it'd be really fun. Send us, we'll play it. You know, we do that. Unless it's saying mean things about Armando and me, and then we're, <laughs> then then you should put that in writing. Put that in writing. Put that in writing. <laughs> Sign it and date it. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Right. Is there music? There. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is going to be my my pull quote for you. So we got the limited Armando. Have you seen Armando stickers? And Joe, is there <laughs> yeah, music? Joe, I don't know. Is there music? <laughs> that sounds about right. 
<laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> this is great. I love you guys. Uh, I owe you. I owe you both so much beer. <laughs> From the beer mongers Speaking on Southeast Division and Twelve. <laughs> the beer mongers. Uh, yeah, we haven't reached that point yet. Uh, we should have reached that <laughs> point like ten minutes in. But well, it wasn't know, in my around. thing. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. In... I forgot to copy and paste that. That's on me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. And I'm sorry. The, I'm I... sorry, the beer mongers. I'm sorry, Joan and Armando. I'm, I'm sorry that I provided my own beer. <laughs> for our recording session this evening that's true i i gotta get those out to you <laughs> here's the outro this is jay Lico, the furniture maker the sprocket podcast is produced at home thanks to the generous contribution of our patreon supporters and listeners the website is thesprocketpodcast.com Send email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams, at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music, Hurt Bird for the headline sounder, Marcus Norman for graphic design. Thanks to our sustaining donors, Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler, Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, who keeps Aaron sane, Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G., Guthrie Straw, who's out in the woods, apparently. Aaron Green, Mac Nurse David, Nathan Poulton, Rory in Michigan, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belays, Tim Coleman, Harry Hugel, E.J. Fennerin, Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skadow, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Jason Offenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Sean Baird, Gregory Braithwaite, Ryan Morrow, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, Kaka, Marshall, Paula at Funatake Cyclecraft, Philip M., Spartandale, no relation, Mr. T., who never really left, Bike Initiative Keywinner, Sarah G, Adam D, Gold Dig a Hole, Beth Hammond, Gregory Murphy, Myra Martinez, Oso, Isaac M, David C, 503, Byron Patterson, JT, and our newest donor, Kirsten Graham. Thank you. And to all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now, Wash your hands and wear your mask over your mouth and nose, please. Thank you. I loved the literary connections that you made. Did you catch the Anne of Green Gables? I missed Anne of Green Gables.
You didn't get the Anna Green Gables reference? 